Thank you for listening to the Good Neighbor Podcast, West Denver. Here's a quick message from our sponsor, Local Works Wheat Ridge, provided by its executive director, Paige Piper. Local Works is a nonprofit organization whose mission is to make Wheat Ridge a more vibrant and sustainable place to live and work. Our mission in action is programming that provides neighborhood revitalization and small business support, keeping and growing the businesses we know and love in Wheat Ridge. In simpler form, we provide connection. Connection to business, connection to community. This is the Good Neighbor Podcast, the place where local businesses and neighbors come together. Here's your host, Meg Smith. Well, hello, everyone. Welcome back to the Good Neighbor Podcast, West Denver. Today, I have Tom Palmatier with Evergreen School of Ballet. How are you, Tom? I'm great, Meg. How are you? I'm well, thank you, and thank you for joining me today. Well, it's my pleasure to uh, talk with your listeners and uh, uh, share the story of the Evergreen School of Ballet. Excellent. Yeah, well, let's start there. Tell us how the Evergreen School of Ballet developed and, you know, any important information. Well, in uh, late 2018, my daughter had recently moved here. Her husband is a native of Evergreen, grew up here. And they moved here from the Dallas area to uh, come back home, if you will. And she had been a very, very accomplished uh, ballet dancer and teacher in Los Angeles and the Dallas area and had previously danced with the Washington Ballet and um, was anxious to uh, to teach. But, you know, working for other people's studios, she had always had to kind of conform what she wanted to do with the owner's vision, which often was make as much money as you can, and we don't care what the instruction is like. And so um, her dream has always been to to have her own studio. So so I, I moved here and uh, built a house that had uh, kind of built a house around a ballet studio. The ballet studio was the lower level and uh, she uh, taught downstairs and she had just given birth to our, her third child. So um, uh, I took care of the baby and then in between classes, she'd come down and nurse. And that's how we started off. We started off with six students. We now have 90. Wow. Congratulations. That's exciting. So I have a little ballet dancer in my household. And so I love to hear all about, you know, what, what ballet dancers are doing for, you know, studio ownership and work. So I'm finding this very interesting because <laughs> my little one is so involved and so into it. So yeah, so she obviously has a passion for ballet and has been in it her whole life. So she must've started when she was young. Yes, she started as, uh, you know, two and a half, three years old, like a lot of them. And and her uh, oldest daughter started two and a half, three, all of her three of her kids. And her oldest daughter has uh, danced the last three summers with the Bolshoi Ballet Academy. Yeah, they bring they bring all the instructors from the Bolshoi over to the United States for a summer intensive kind of a ballet boot camp. And she's been doing that. So she's. She's a pretty extraordinary young dancer and is uh, part of the Colorado Ballet Preparatory Company and really proud of all proud of all of them, you know. Yeah. Yeah, that's amazing. So why do you think the, you know, young folks up there 
choose your school over others in the area? Well, we, um, we, we somewhat limit the styles of dance that we do because it was started as a ballet studio. We also do contemporary dance and modern. Uh, we do have uh, beginning tap and beginning hip hop, but that's we don't go beyond the littles with that because mm -hmm. we, we kind of want to concentrate on just building um, great dancers with great fundamentals and because if they start doing too many styles too early, they really never get anything good, you know, mm -hmm. and, and ballet is, is kind of the foundation of all other types of dance. Mm -hmm. um, the, the other reason is um, Gabe and our, our teachers, because we have other teachers now, are, they're just really, really nice people who care about the kids. Mm -hmm. And, you know, that's, that's really important too, because, um, you know, that between teachers and parents, kids really need a whole cooperative family working together to help them get through kidhood. You know, <laughs> there's, mm -hmm. there's just a lot, a lot of pressures and things like that, particularly as they get into their teens. And we really view ourselves as, you know, part of that team with the parent. And um, so one of the things that... Um, many studios can get into you you put a whole bunch of middle school and teenage kids together it can kind of turn into a little bit of a mean girl thing and and have some bullying and and we just don't tolerate that we you know when when conflicts arise between students first thing she does is sit them down say let's talk it out and if that doesn't work then we talk it out with the parents and if it can't work out, then we say you need to go someplace else. And luckily, we have never had to do that. So, um, you know, we really concentrate on on superb dance instruction, but also an environment that parents can feel feel comfortable loaning us their kids for a couple hours a week. Excellent. I love it. And I love that you coach them through those you know difficult moments instead of feeling like it's not your responsibility. That's, I think, very important because it can be kind of competitive, right? And so you don't want them to, you know, come away with those bad practices interpersonally. Exactly. Yeah. Yep. So good. Love it. So tell us about any hardships, you know, that the school has gone through and how it's made it stronger. Well, uh, COVID was a little bit of a speed bump <laughs> because we had to shut down. Mm -hmm. Now, luckily, at that time, uh, we were still um, operating out of my house. So she didn't have a rent payment or any any utilities or anything. We had she had no overhead. And um, to keep our, our students engaged, uh, she uh, shot video lessons seven days a week and we put them up for free. Uh, online for our students and anybody else who wanted to to take them and and you know we've got all kinds of pictures of students at, at home in front of a big TV screen taking the class and uh, we it kept our, our our kids engaged it gave them something to do at home when they were quarantined you know like everybody was for a while there and it it also kind of kept them in physical condition too so it was it was a, a labor of love on our part and we were lucky to uh, 
you know, a lot of businesses went out of business during that period when they had to just shut down. But because mm -hmm. she essentially had no expenses, we were able to uh, keep on going and really emerge stronger from it. Good. Yeah, that's very good to hear because, you know, and I love the model where you were offering the free classes. Yeah. Because it was hard during that time. I've got little girls, I know, you know, to keep them engaged and happy when you're quarantined in your house for yeah. eons, you know. So I appreciate that. That's a wonderful service that you provided. So does the school have any like specials happening right now or updates or things that, you know, you want to share from a timely Absolutely. Well, we're about to put on our fall performance Sunday, November 12th, coming up very soon, too soon, Sunday, November 12th at 2 p.m. at Evergreen High School. And you can get tickets through our website, which is evergreenballet.com, all one word. Um, we're doing a, a, a show called The Great Enigma, where every dance has a, a, a puzzle. And uh, and the, the, the puzzle will be a, a specific letter that will appear on stage during the dance. And when you put them all together, it spells the answer to the, the great enigma, the great riddle. Um, and then everybody gets a cupcake who solves the puzzle. <laughs> well, that's fantastic. What great incentive. Yeah. <laughs> I love that. It's very creative. Um, so how... Do you guys get involved in the community? I mean, you've obviously got all these wonderful little dancers, and so you must, mm -hmm. you know, stay involved in the community. Well, we we do a lot of the um, the community things with free performances. Uh, we we do some of the fest downtown Evergreen. We also participate in the Center for the Arts. Evergreen has has a a day of the arts, and we perform at that. But our our the thing that has become a regular for us is we perform at the Elk Run Assisted Living Center. Oh, I love that. Yeah, and we go in and it's, um, we just go into their dining room and all the residents, you know, sit, they move the chairs around so they can sit there. And then um, we just put on a, a show for the residents and then, then the kids go and, and circulate around and just chat with the residents. And it's become... They tell us it's their favorite activity, and it's it's just really rewarding. We do that um, three, four, five times a year. Oh, that's amazing! I love the frequency of it. They can look forward to it, and yeah. you know, you're coming back. There's a different country. I can't. I think a European country who started um, placing children who you know don't have parents with. They live in the same facility as assisted living residents. Hmm. And it's a, just a wonderful symbiotic experience. They're all kind of co-parenting, you know, these littles and the littles are uplifting them, you know, and it's just, it seems amazing. So anyway, I thought about that as I age, I will want to be in one of those. Well, every, every kid needs to have a grandparent. Hi, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. hundred percent. I love it. So that's really, I love what you're doing. That's fantastic. So when you're not helping the school and, you know, business development and that sort of thing. What are you doing for fun, Tom? Well, um, I have, a, a whole, like a lot of people, I have a bunch of side hustles. Uh, <laughs> I, I, I was in the army for almost 38 years. And when I retired, I was uh, leader and commander of the United States Army Band, Pershing Zone in Washington, D.C. 
and had spent, you know, right, that was kind of right at the very pinnacle of military music. I was the senior director of music in the armed forces. And um, so now I, I direct the Thornton Community Band, wonderful group of, uh, of adults that uh, volunteer to, uh, to make music together. And um, I substitute teach in Jefferson County schools because they need that, that desperately. I teach music. And I'm uh, editor-in-chief of a magazine called uh, School Band and Orchestra Plus that goes to 36,000-plus um, subscribers every month. Almost all, all of them are music teachers. So that, that really that, – those things kind of keep me busy along with being the, the busiest unpaid Uber driver – in the uh, <laughs> in the front range because you know with three grandkids they all have their activities and oh yeah yeah so um no the the, the magazine is is really a, a great passion because it allows me to stay involved uh deeply involved with music education and to curate all these articles and to put together a magazine each month that i hope um i hope people look forward to reading so I'm sure they do. It sounds amazing. Well, thank you for, you know, all the contributions you're making, especially your unpaid Uber <laughs> <laughs> services to the grandkids. They don't even know, but it's amazing yeah. that you're helping. <laughs> so how should folks get in touch with the ballet school to, you know, learn about classes, performances, etc.? Well, all the information uh, like that is at Evergreen Ballet, all one word, evergreenballet.com. Um, and we've got our schedule on there. And uh, unlike some activities, and, you know, if you're a mom, you know that oftentimes when you sign your kids up for activities, they, they expect you to sign up for a whole season, sometimes a whole year. Uh, we go month to month because, um, you know, uh, uh, what, what a four-year-old is passionate about now may not be what they're passionate about six months from now or one month from now. <laughs> yeah. So we don't expect parents to sign up for a whole season. We go month to month and hope they stay with us. And most do. Uh, as a matter of fact, that's one of the really wonderful things about it because we now have dancers that are in ballet two and ballet three moving up through our very advanced classes that started as those little three-year-olds. And and have and you can see this progression that they started as really toddlers, and now they're turning into really really pretty skilled dancers. So um, amazing. But anyway, evergreenballet.com has got our schedule. It's got everything they would need to know. It's got all the news about our performances, um, and that's really the best way to get in touch with us. Or you know, if you just Google Evergreen School of Ballet, it'll it'll come up. Perfect. Well, everyone, I, I hope you learned a lot of great information about the school and yeah, check them out online. And thank you, Tom, so much for joining me today. Well, it's my pleasure, Meg. And I, I really appreciate the Good Neighbor podcast for uh, providing this uh, platform for people to share their good news. Excellent. Well, thank you so much. Thank you for listening to the Good Neighbor podcast. To nominate your favorite local businesses to be featured on the show, Go to GNPWestDenver.com. That's GNPWestDenver.com. Or call 720-295-9588.